When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Mother's Day is just around the corner, and it's time to pamper the special moms in your life. In what better way than with Osea's limited edition skincare sets, featuring clean, vegan, cruelty-free products that are safe for your skin and the planet. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been making seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. This Mother's Day, Osea has two limited edition sets, perfect for gifting or keeping for yourself. Their Golden Glow Body Set includes three clinically proven bestsellers for silky, smooth, glowing skin, while the Glow and Go Facial Set has everything she needs to achieve spa-level results at home. They're so beautiful, you can skip the wrapping. For a limited time, you can save up to $48 on Osea's sets, plus get free shipping. That's Mother's Day made easy. Pamper the moms in your life and get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOM at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code MOM. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Very well, how are you? Yes, I'm good. Episode 2, series 10. 11. 10. 10. 10. 10. You messed up up on the last one, didn't you? Yeah. We give you credit. You give me credit for getting it right, and it was actually series 10, not 11. Oh, so we've not done as many as what we thought then. No. No. We must have. Series 10, episode 2, Birchie, part 2. So I've only just recovered from last week's. It's a good Superb, one. What a way to start. Just we, got, the, we got lucky, haven't we? Yeah. The energy coming from him. I think somebody mentioned the fact that we've said very little. Uh, it, and I think, you've not listened to part 2. I think we we say even less really? in this one. Yeah. But what a, crack what on. A yeah. I think that's what... Uh, I think that's the... the judge now how much we have input because Carl we didn't speak in Carlton's I remember that yeah and that's obviously a belter it it were a Sunday morning though weren't it yeah day before Christmas Eve (laughs) (laughs) but no uh... I do remember trying to interject with Birchie and he he cut straight back in again with his story yeah I think you really interrupted him a few times yeah I felt it came the other way, to be honest. I felt that he rudely interrupted me. He but then he, he cracked yeah. on with the story, and it, it, and it was of good quality. He so messaged me privately saying, what fucking, he's a bit annoying, that ball one, isn't he? Yeah. Trying to butt in all the time. It's not, it's not the fucking Chris Brown show. <laughs> but no, brilliant. I, I, I think it's in top five for me. Straight yeah, it is. In. It is. We're up and down the country again, aren't we, this week? Yes. Well, no, we're, we're, we're nearly at France. I'm, I'm bringing my passport just in case. Next, on the off chance. What, what night out in Paris? Yeah. <laughs> Bonjour. Uh, yeah, Where down, are we, Dover? Ish. Near Fol- yeah, Folkestone, Dover. But, should be worth it, shouldn't it? Yeah. Mm. I'm looking forward to meeting. I've never 
obviously you see him all the time Neil, I haven't said Neil Ruddock have we no big raises up yes but uh, you see him on the telly and everything but it'd be good to meet him and might as well do a booze run while we're down there eh? yeah, we're in the van any, any regal fetching back there, <laughs> or a couple of boxes of Chateau and <laughs> 50 quid a sleeve Benson Energies <laughs> is that a lot I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> no. the, the van will make it won't it yeah he's, he's lively isn't he all mm. the time yeah and I'm wondering if he's like that just sat in on a normal Wednesday morning I've got a feeling he's not I've just got a feeling he's going to be a top fella you sampled your first Palmos last week we did up in the North East you weren't impressed were you disappointed I couldn't, John I couldn't finish one I've, I've heard so much about him over years from like the the North East lads about Palmo this and Palmo that and I had one and we're alright yeah if I'm being honest, it's my first one as well. <laughs> bread and yeah. chicken. Basically, it's bread and chicken with a bit of cheese, a bit of pepperoni and a bit of tomato sauce on. you got to try it while you're there. You, you can't go to Turkey and not have a kebab, can you? Yeah, I'll buy a leather jacket. You've got to buy at least some leather in, in Turkey. But I've tried one there uh, and it were all right. Yeah, I, th- I think we should do a, a bit of a... You know how we do your pie review? Or like a, a review a, of local cuisine? That we, that we frequent on our trips. You know, like, it's always 11 o'clock in a, in a little kebab shop on the side of the road. Get, get to Barnsley for a Barnsley shop and then look back. <laughs> I think 32 ounces of pure mate. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you've got your protein intake for the week, mate. Is that, is that a takeaway? Can you get it from a takeaway? No, it's a sit-down job. Oh, no, it's going to be a takeaway cuisine. Yeah. How, how, do you, how do you have them cooked? Is it up to your choice or is there a standard medium round? Chop. chop cooked. <laughs> just cook. how do you want it how do you want it cooked huh what do you mean they're not tatarian it's not I mistake it's not a steak though but you must be having it well done surely well if you want it burnt ah right no more questions I've got to I've treated to a barnsley chop never had one myself I'll be honest with you yeah. <laughs> never had one it's a big old slobber mate I've seen it advertised yeah. we had a bit of a miss well I had a bit of a mishap this week no well, yeah, last week. I apologise. No, it's fine. I you mean, made, it wasn't. I mean, we we established it wasn't my fault. Like we had a bit of a motorway breakdown, didn't we? Yeah. So I'm I'm sat at York waiting at half two. When I get some message saying could be a little bit late, it was fuss scorching and all, weren't it? Mm. I was sat in the car sweating my balls off. What's happened is you've run out of petrol, ain't you? Well, no. Well, yeah, yeah. You've run out of petrol. Yeah. But there was a, there was a fault with the with the with the petrolometer. What's it called? Petrol gauge. Petrol gauge. Petrol gauge. Uh, it was stuck on a quarter tank, and then I ran out on motorway. And because we're up and down, my dad retired now. Little, I thought it'd be perfect that little one point one point two one point three little van for running up and down country like. But there's only two seats. Well, yeah, I didn't think about that. Four of us in two seats, so I can't. No, we got we got we got a mattress in back. Good dog. We got good dog in it. Then fuck it, yeah. Make it a doggy wagon. But you made it. You made it up there. Made it. It chiked. Went to a petrol station, got another can, jumped in with some builders. Just... If, you, if you're listening, thank you very much. I imagine yeah. they, they were rough as fuck. So yeah. I imagine they are They are under the cost listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but we made it. We, we made, made it. it. We made it. Got two in last week, didn't we? I'm enjoying them. Team bonding. Has anybody got a partner? Anybody got a partner who goes like... In the sleep that goes, and so it itches the top of the mouth while sleeping. Ah. You know what I mean, like, 
know what I mean? That was more accurate, your second one. <laughs> so it's like... So I'm, so I'm lying next to him. It's like exorcist. And it's like I can hear. He's itching his mouth in his sleep. So I, on these away trips, I get minimal sleep. Minimal. The, the, the thing is, I never thought I could get you out of bed, but, but yeah. I woke up to John, balls naked, on this... Uh... I couldn't find another towel. I couldn't find another... No more sheets anyway, so I just got a towel. I made a towel for my duvet. And it, it weren't big enough. It weren't big enough. So if you ever share a bed with John in the future... <laughs> Anybody you know, there? You know what to do. We could, we could put that as a prize. <laughs> what, <laughs> night with, yeah, night with John. With John. <laughs> Next Tom Baller. Bands of chop. A couple of bands of chops. But, uh, yeah, I, sound is, like, quite off-putting when you're trying to sleep. You're the first person that's ever complained. Really? Yeah. And there's been many. There's been many. <laughs> I can't remember any of your past partners been dead. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Virtue part two, then. Let's have it. Should we get him in again? Come on, Come on then, Butch. So the second, so the game after that Battle of Britannia, the second Stoke game was the Kill Mark Bertram game was set up, but. It was, it, was, it was, I think I was injured. So they've gone up there, and I think you can look at this as well. At the final whistle, Simon Royce, the goalie, gets attacked by a couple of Stoke fans. He's in the goal, and it all kicks off with fans running on the pitch and fighting. So lucky I weren't there then, really. And then I think it was like on the Monday, we're in the showers, and Jake Cole, with the young goalie, the second goalie, was giving, yeah, I'll run on the pitch, and I thought, Booted him right on the floor and booted him in the head. This fan, how <laughs> did you now? So I've got this. So the next game was away, and me and Kev were injured, and we were with the physio, the second physio, and we're like, right, if anyone asks, we're on the fucking bike or the running machine. So what we do, get our mate Liam to ring Jake Cole and pretend he's the police. So he's on the coach, right? So. We, we told him, this, wrote, we texted him the script what to say. So he's like, hello, Mr. Cole, it's the uh, Met Police. We're in conjunction with the Staffordshire Police, whatever it was. Just to let you know, we're going to be arresting you at GBH. There's going to be two plainclothes policemen waiting in the Marriott Hotel when you get there. Please don't make a scene. Can you just go straight up to them and they'll take you into custody? <laughs> he's like, and it's, it's all recorded. It was brilliant. He's like, uh, uh, am I not going to be able to play tomorrow? He went, well, it'd be looking like you won't be able to play for five to seven years, Mr. Cole. <laughs> so, like, awesome. so we're like, yeah, yeah. And so he's like, and he went, shall I tell my mum? Right? Because <laughs> he's only about 20. Well, Mr. Cole, I think you probably should go tell the manager. Are you with him there? So it goes down. So Ian Holloway, Gaffer, I'm being arrested. They're taking me at the hotel. Like you could tell his voice is going absolutely buzzing. And he, so Ollie, take one of my players over my dead body. You get them on the phone. Hang up, hang up. Right. So now we're buzzing. We're like, quick, Kev, let's get in the gym. So now we leave the phones, we're in the gym, we come out. Now we've got like 38 missed calls, each one of us, right? And we're listening to voicemail. So now, Gareth Ainsworth's run, Kev. Martin Rowan's, but, but, 
what you done? He's losing his shit. Ollie's losing his shit. He's gone. And all you can hear down about, did you get them on the phone? And uh, Terry, the secretary, you tell them they're not taking one of my players without telling me. So he said, they're ringing all sorts of police stations and everything, right? So he's going at me. Don't know what you're talking about. It's on the running machine. Kev, don't know. I was on the bike. Asked the physio, Bobby. So like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been in the gym all the time. Like, they've not been on the phone. So, like, fucking so like, they're giving it up. But just admit to it. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you. So that's not the best. They get to the hotel. Ollie bursts off the coach. So in reception, there's two businessmen in suits. And he goes up to him, You're not fucking taking my player. You're not taking. No, no. They're for a conference. Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> So <laughs> Absolutely buzzing. Right? So now, the kid's white as a sheet. They said, I don't know if he even was involved in the squad the next day because he'd gone. But in my head, brilliant. <laughs> so like, Monday morning, he calls in the office, Sully. What are you doing? Like, you want to leave this team? What you do? I mean, what are you talking about? You're, that's a young lad's life you're messing with. You could have messed with his head. What could, something could have happened? That's a decision. I went, I've got to admit, I'm disappointed. Even what are you disappointed about? I'm disappointed I weren't involved in the best prank ever. That was different <laughs> class. And now I haven't I thought of that. And he's like, you'll find two weeks' wages. Oh, let me discuss that with a PFA rep first. Hello, Mark. Yeah, I'm the PFA rep. Yeah, that's not allowed, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the PFA rep. <laughs> what are you finding me two weeks' wages for? For doing that call, where's your proof? Like, you just can't make up that I've done this call when I'm saying I haven't. So I'll get GT on the phone, I'll get Gordon. Where's Peter Gordon? Here. Get out! <laughs> oh, so got away with it. Got away with it. But, well, Kev fucking stitched me when he went in there. So Kev done his normal line. <laughs> All I'm saying, it wasn't me. You do the maths. <laughs> <laughs> Did you... Did you get on with Oliver? Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, he's like a family member to me now. Really, especially working with him as coaching wise and everything. He's just really top, top, top bloke. Best manager you worked under? Yeah, for me. Is it? Yeah, best manager that I worked under, as in because he'd get the team to play for him and he could win games and he's he's won stuff as well. But not only that, he was just as an individual, just a, a great guy. And like you, that's where coaches and managers get it wrong. You just be honest to players. If you don't fancy a player, don't drag them along. Just say, look, I don't fancy you, but if you get the chance, you're, it's your mm. shirt to keep. And then mm. so many... I've played and coached under so many people that lie. You just get found out, and then you lose the squad once you start lying or turning back on your word. Mm. It does go the other way, where you can just, just be honest. And what people forget, treat people how you want to be treated when you're as a manager or coach. Right? It's not that long ago you was a player, and if that would have happened to you, what would your reaction have been? Like some people complain about players sulking and that, but if you've done the dirty on them a little bit, some it's players. We all the time, don't we? Mm-hmm. I need to ask you about the playoff final. Who yeah. was it again? Cardiff. In Cardiff. Because obviously we've had Willow, Tom Williams' uh, oh, yeah. version of events. I think I attacked him in the showers naked. Mike, was it in the showers or was it in the... No, it was in the showers because Tim Breaker like, was like, leave it, leave it, don't fucking leave it. Like, you're, you're on loan here, you're going back to Birmingham, we're stuck in fucking League One. Because he said, yeah, I'll see him in there. I asked him, Tommy, so I, I've gone, Tommy, do you see him? Furs in the middle. 
And he went, yeah, but I've run all that way and I thought it was worth a shot. So I was expecting him to say no. And then, but of course, like, that's just after the game and like, good lad Tom and we, we, we're mates still now. But yeah, in the final, I was just devastated. A bit because it was a, the build-up, the build-up to the game as well, because they'd done the fire alarm, didn't they, at the hotel? Well, me and Kev didn't wake up. We could have been burnt alive if there was a fire. <laughs> we weren't getting up for anything. Then at like nine o'clock in the morning, it was like only falls and horses coach busters. My family coach, I think my dad went a bit cheap on it. And But in the semi-final to Oldham, the coach didn't have a toilet. So I've upgraded now to the toilet. But the coach caught on fire on the M4 on the way down there. So they're like, the coach's on fire. They're going to send another one. We don't know it's going to be getting there on time. So... I've run Talk Sport and said, look, my family's coach is on fire. They can't get, can you? So QPR fans picked them up in twos and three. The Gallon coach, which was like five star, it's got, it had DVD, but it has plasma screens on there before they was invented. Don't worry about that. <laughs> They've stopped and picked some of our lot up and they all got there in dip. QPR, so all, all QPR fans, fans, all fans stopped and picked them up. And so then after the game, they could send the coach down there. So a bit like that, I got, I, I got pissed off. They weren't, we were banned from singing the national anthem. Like the so it was in Cardiff, weren't allowed to sing God Save the Queen. So me to be fair, me and Clark sung it standing there before the game because that annoyed us. I oh, we roughed up Robert Earnshaw as well a bit before because he scored a hat trick against us before. And if you look at the yeah, that's another bad thing I done. Yeah, so there was a <laughs> looking for yeah. <laughs> so it was like in the tunnel, I think I said, Look, we we're getting here to Danny Shoe. And he's like, Well, I went just follow my lead and like I said to him, like, I'm I don't care what happens today, I'm just going to fucking look to break your legs or break you. It's bad, like, I never, but... And then in the first couple of minutes in the game, every time the ball goes out, I'm in Earnshaw's ear, like, you're going to get it. If I don't get it, my man's going to get you. And I went, just grunt, shoot him, and I point you. <laughs> so, like, and he had a nightmare, to be fair to him, but yeah. it kicks us... Oh, yeah, but then, fuck, I come on, Andy Campbell scored the winner in extra time for him, yeah. didn't he, later on? So, but, yeah, we got into him. But uh, but looking back, I just... Like, now I'd be disgusting myself saying that, but then part of me was saying I might do the same part again. Game, like, yeah, I don't think you ever forget me, Rob, about that, yeah. because... What was your delivery? Was it spoken and oh, sinister? Or was it no. shouted? No, it was spoken. Yeah, that's yeah. It. I think that would be the that's worst. That's the worst, worst I, I think. you said so calmly. Yeah. You're all fucking good. Yeah. No, 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 it was a bit aggressive, but then I was always in his ear for the first couple of minutes. Yeah. And then if I would have done it or not, that's why I get disappointed myself, because if I would have done it or not, it's a different thing if I had that chance. What, you're questioning that yourself? Yeah. I'd like to say I wouldn't do it. I was only just saying it to, but if it come down to it, to, to win the game or not, I probably would have if I look back on it, which I get disappointed in myself. Like, if it was a tackle, if someone said to me, you've got to top him and then you could have won that game without question, no problem, done. But look back on it now and you think, that's, you're injuring someone, that's someone's career. But at the time, it's just... And, I didn't, and I didn't top anyone, really, in my career to only the Cav one, but I didn't, go, I didn't top him. I didn't go, right, I'm doing, doing you. It was just I wanted to put in a, a tackle on him. But I was... I wanted to win that bad, even more for QPR, but just in general in games. You're not the only one, mate. There's yeah, loads but, of players that but do that. I, I say that's a bit bad, but then I look back and if they said, right, you had to do that to win the game, I'd still probably want to do it now. By the way, the, your keeper can't be getting lobbed from there, can he? Well, Daisy didn't jump. Clark gave it away and then Chitty should have taken him down. But then he sort of got... Daisy fell back, he should have saved it. And then 
for me, I was only staying on to take a penalty because I needed an ankle up. And then I stopped it for the last month of the season. And literally, that was the Sunday, bank on the Monday, and I had the op on the Tuesday. And then I, fucking Sky Sports was stuck on replaying the game yeah. on the Tuesday. He uh, was lucky because the chairman pulled us at the, at the dinner afterwards and said if we went up, we'd have probably gone administration again because we couldn't afford it because we owed so many club uh, pay-ons or, or, or bonuses because we owed... Uh, we owed Birmingham for Furs, we owed Watford for Palmer and Chris Day, we owed, I think it was Huddersfield or Barnsley for Kev, uh, yeah. owed Birmingham for Tommy Williams. That We promised so many clubs, if we get promoted, we'd give you that, that we, we wouldn't have been out of food. I'm thinking you're not going to get promoted, so it's, so, it's one of them. So we didn't get promoted, and then we got Martin Rowlands and Gaz the next year, and Tony Thorpe and Jamie Curate, and, and we become a better team. So then when we did go up, and we took it all out on Blackpool that first game of the season. I think we won five or six nil the first game of the season. And then, then we went up and then we was a better team and then we should have gone up again, but we just, they didn't back us. I think we was seventh or eighth in the league. And we'd known, and then we literally had that many injuries. We, the, the youth team players they released, that to call them back where they hadn't played football for three or four weeks to be in the squad for the last last two months, last six weeks of the season, getting games and playing because we didn't have enough players. That's in the championship. So that's probably my biggest regret that we didn't have a board that could give us money to then you look back at it now where we was and where the transfer window shut in March or whatever, if they would have had some sort of investment, we would have gone up that year. And Furs was like unbelievable. I think it was thirty six at that time, he scored twenty odd goals. Mm. So yeah. Should just squirt, squirt it. Yeah, so <laughs> that was yeah, fuck off Tom. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he gets it. I feel sorry because he gets it all the time and he would still, yeah. still, still, still he still get he still gets it all the time off of QPR fans, but he seems to embrace it now. Yeah, yeah but you forget it was an unbelievable run, he's run the length of the pitch and then yeah, he should have squared it, but then Tomo, Andy Thompson missed the one on one. We was the better team as well. And like you think all the the thousands that Cardiff were promised and what they were paying. But then again, Cardiff come in for me afterwards. So Lenny, like, Sam and Man was always trying to buy me when he was at Wimbledon. And we played in that league game at Cardiff. He was paying ball boys, tenors, to, for, to kick me. And to throw, like, literally to kick me on the pit. Oh, I love you, Bertie, baby. And he was always trying to sign me. And then they, we went up and he offered me literally more than double my money. And then I said to Sam, I can't go. You, you just beat us in the final. So... I went, it's just not, I can't ever live myself with done that. And then they bought Richard Lang instead. What were, uh, what were guys like, Ainsworth? Yeah, brilliant. Because I still reminded him fucking celebrate with Cardiff in the huddle because he was suspended. And so we played with Cardiff in the final, right. beat us and then come to us afterwards. But he was a great lad. Could you see him being a manager? No, then? no, not at all. Fuck me, he didn't even know we'd change formation in games. <laughs> We'd have to tell him on the coach on the way home because he went, I don't fucking know, I'll just run up and down and cross it. <laughs> don't matter if he's in whatever formation. Be, did we? Like, but, but yeah, a great lad. And he, and he fitted in perfectly to our group. We had a, we had a left-back called Gino Padula, an Argentinian lad, long hair. And he, he was all right and he had some battles with Gaz. But then when we'd sign Gaz, I mean, every day, I'm every day in training... We'd do pattern of play and it'd be attack versus defence. So Gaz was against Gino. So this Argentine and long hair. Gaz, it's coming. You just get it out of my feet. 
just ping it above his head and Gaz used to absolutely <laughs> steamroll him smash and he'd be on the floor yeah we'd be like yes Gino this is English football this is shit this is shit this is not football this is not football every day Gaz used to smash him every day <laughs> That's who kept Willow out the team, isn't it? Yeah. I think yeah. we spoke about him. Yeah. And so that was a player final. So if we didn't get up, but it turned out it probably worked out better for us in the end. Fuckers wouldn't let us sing National Anthem. Libby, really. Canadian. Well, we're anyone. I can adapt to, <laughs> adapt to what I, oh, to me, And then the National Anthem for Canada, I learned off of South Park. So it was like a Ter- Terence and Phillips special and Terence and Phillips were Canadian, didn't they? And, I, and they sung the National Anthem and it was a bouncing ball. And I'm like, Fucking record that, I recorded it, learnt the national anthem. So I was the only one that really used to blast it, and it was a bit of a piss take, really, because yeah. not Canadian one little bit. Because again, I, there's another one, I got a death threat when I was with Canada, like a proper one. So. Uh, with Jerry Taggart, were it? No, this is like a proper, this ain't verbals. This is a, this is a bullet with my, my number on it, initials. So because of the Guinness Book of Records, and they made a bit of a big deal, me going back to Canada, we was playing Guatemala, and then we was the Canadian Cup. So it was us at Iran, Guatemala, and Ecuador. And we played Guatemala. And then the next day, like, mine's the last room to get to lift. And there's an armed guard there. I'm thinking, we're playing Iran. Must be something to do with that. They're good. These are good enough as being Yanks. There's always a bit of a problem. So left it, played, played Iran. So the next day's a day off. There's two guards there. And now one's following me about. Everywhere I go, I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? So I, I, I to Canada, I flew mum and dad out there, out there, it's in Edmonton. And I'm like, want to go shopping? No, you can't go shopping. Like, what? No, you've got to come with us. So like a group of us going shopping. I can't go with mum and dad? No, you can't. I went, what's going on? I'm like, have they not told you? It's been a threat to your life. And I was like, yeah, nice one. And they're like, no, no, no. There's been a letter and there's been a bullet with your name and initials on. And they're going on about you're living off the fat of the land, you're not Canadian, blah, by some mentalist geezer. So, like, he was taking us to this big shopping mall, like, looking under the car for that, clearing shops out. So, like, me, Jimmy, we were pretending we was a boy band, a new boy band. <laughs> clearing the shops out, yeah, signing autographs as this new boy band. Like, like, brilliant. And then, so the next day, they're still there, the armed cars. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? There's been another, he, sh- he sent, like, a map of the stadium around there where we could shoot me and get me. I'm like, so I go to walk on the bus to go to the game. Now, like, whoa, 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 no, you're in the armed vehicle behind. I went, I don't have to play that much. She's a fucking friendly. <laughs> so I'm in the armored vehicle, go a different way, and then I weren't allowed out for the warm up. See, if that had been someone else, you'd have had a fucking bag, wouldn't you? And yeah. Blown the bag up. Yeah, exactly. Bag, yeah. Well, no, I'm, so I'm, a, so I'm not allowed to warm up. I'm not allowed to go. I've just got to go out there for the warm up. Well, a little bit worried because yeah. I'm no, thinking. There's a, bit, there's a difference between a bit of fucking banter and a bullet. No, no, it's a friendly. I'm thinking it's a friendly. I don't need like yeah. But so that was yeah. So I got the death threat there. That was unbelievable experience. Did I keep? No, they. I couldn't even keep the bullet or anything because they <laughs> they kept it all. So yeah, that was a surreal one. How many caps did you get? I think it was about twenty-one because there were some caps that weren't counted there. We played Saudi Arabia in a different game. Uh, Played, scored against Borussia Dortmund. We played Borussia Dortmund out there. Yeah, so it was about 21, retired twice. You played some obscure teams, by the way, out there, didn't you? Do you know what? But, like, we're playing Guatemala. (laughs) Guatemala, we're pissing. It must be shit. Is it even a country? They're like, (laughs) they're like, and they're like, 
numbers, we won't win. I was like, shut up. No, 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 it's all crooked. Like, we won't. No, no. So we go to the hotel, power off. Go to the training, power on. Like, take our own food. Like, they take, you have to take your own kit because they nick it all. I mean, so I was taking corners. No, I've fucking got it with a bag of piss. Which I can suffer. Next corner, <laughs> bag of shit. Oh. A bag of shit. And I'm thinking, have they shit in the bag or bought it with them? <laughs> no, they just called one out there, then thrown it. Or they're thinking, we're bringing this to the game. It's still warm. It's still warm. So they got the packed lunch, the sandwiches, and a bag of shit. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah bring that. So that, that's what I thought when they threw it at me. And then when they talk about linesman, the linesman gave an offside for them, and he's got pelted with everything. He's literally playing like a right winger, the linesman. He's that far on the pitch. And then I think last minute, it's like, ah, some bloke's gone down the box penalty. <laughs> Like, we won you up, penalty. I'm like losing my shit. So like, after the game, it's one all. I'm losing my shit. And the lads are like, fuck, well done. I'm like, no, we got a draw. That's like winning 3 0. We got a draw here. I'm like, no, no, they cheat us. No, it's normal. Like, get on with it. Yeah, it's normal. Well, it's a bit like when Trinidad got to the World Cup, because a Jack Warner was from Trinidad from the area. I think they got the most penalties ever at home for a team to qualify. So you look back then and you think, yeah. But it's just an experience to go to these countries. Yeah. But Belize and... Mm. But all of them, really good footballers. Like, unbelievable control. So, like, if you give the ball away in the heat, you ain't getting it back because they're really good players. It's just the, the defending and the organisation that would let them down. But, like, for that experience... And that made me a better player because from going from 4-4-2 and, yeah, we win it back to put them down the channels, then to go away. And then, yeah, at Mill, the, the managers just get... Fuck, they used to get annoyed because I'd go away because it wasn't international weekend. So when I go away, I'd miss a game. And then when I come back, I swear to God, I only had to play. I'd switch to play. Stop with that international shit, Birch, you will fucking be sick. I've just, I've just switched it. Two touches, one to control, one to put it in behind. That international shit, who the fuck do you think you are? I've just switched it, or... Or if you played it back. What? <laughs> Did any managers ever try and pull you out? Tell you, get in your head and say... Yeah, yeah, they... Well, to be fair, because he was in League One, uh, if I went away, Millwall with Rhino used to be, if you won, the team wouldn't change. And you'd have to wait. It don't matter who you was. If you won that week and you, like, someone's coming back and you, you don't, you're sub. So I used to go away and in League One we was a better team, so every chance we'd win, I might have to wait two, three weeks to get back in the team. Yeah, I, but I, that's with when Frank Gallup become manager. I wanted to be involved, but then what was I? Twenty six then? Or, no, I don't want to talk about. It. I must have been about twenty six, twenty seven. I just thought like my QPR career is more important, and because I had a dodgy back anyway, it yeah, weren't great yeah. for me. So crap with the snake because I've not heard this. Uh, the snake. So truth I only had one ever friendly game for the under twenty threes, but they was in Olympic qualifiers and they was in Hershey, which. If you've ever been to Hershey, it's famous for chocolate and Amish people. There's nothing to do there. So I think they were bored and all the players chipped in to fly me out. So I was at Mill, I had a broken ankle at the time, so they flew me out. And then when I got there, I had a disabled room at the bottom and like, everything was upside down. So they thought that was great banter. So, oh, brilliant. Yeah, Off and done your room. So they done my room. Yeah. So everything's upside down. So like the next day, I'm with Jimmy Brennan, my mate Jason Mateau. And we're in the shopping mall. I've hired a wheelchair for a bit of banter. So they're pushing me around, <laughs> pushing me around like little Britain. Uh, get a few girls' numbers while we're in there. Yeah, stopping, chatting, saying I'm a stunt man. That's what I'm in the, <laughs> the normal, 
working on new James Bond over in America. That's why I'm in the wheelchair. Get a few digits, lovely. And then we go past the pet shop. And then we're like, fucking big boa constrictor in the window. I'm like, we'll get that. You know what we're going to do? Yeah, oh, we'll find something to do with it. Yeah, get it. It's like big one. It's about, must have been about six, seven foot, a snake. So we go in there and he's like, oh, have you had snakes before? Yeah, yeah, I've had quite a few. <laughs> yeah. Quite, quite well. I know, I know I'm well, I know I'm well. They're, they're, these are the constrictors. I'm more of a constricting man. I'm not, I think from that point, he's, this guy's ain't got a clue. Do you want me to feed it before you go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, feeds it a rat, pops that, eyes out, eats that. Look at that, Kent. I don't know how this is going to work out, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah. How much did it cost for us? It was like, I think it was like $800. So I think the Jimmy and Jimmy and Jason went in with me. And when we negotiated that, we can get half the money back if we bring it back. So, <laughs> so it's just in the cardboard box. I'm sitting on it. So we get back. We get back to the hotel, and the lads are playing cards up in the room. It's Paul Stall Terry, who's petrified of snakes. And there's about eight up there playing. So I got in there and gave it. Well done, lads. The, the room was brilliant banter. And I gave it the other one. You play with fire, you'll end up getting burnt. And just threw the snake on the floor right in the hallway. And they're like, oh, yeah, nice one. Fake snake. Come and it starts like slipping. And then the sc- I'll never forget the screams of Paul Terry <laughs> to this day. The pure delight it gave me, just hearing the girly screams as he's like trying to get up on the wardrobe. I'm like, no, please. And he's like begging, please, but please. No. So they had, pre- they had lads uh, lunch pre- before training or something. Right, lads, I'll come and get it after lunch. So they're ringing reception. There's a snake in the room. They're like, yeah, nice one, mate. And it's like 17 stories up so they can't move. So I'm at lunch giving it. It's totally unprofessional how these lads can miss lunch. It's a disgrace. <laughs> like, uh, um, so the, the, their manager's going off on one and I'm just buzzing. So we go back upstairs and then it's like, yeah, great banter. We've got now, we've got massive bow constrictor. What do we do with it? So... I take it back down to my room because I had the disabled, the big disabled bathroom, which Canada used half as a kit room. So I'm like, fucking snakes. They have to be warm or cold. I ain't got a clue. So I run a bath and <laughs> chucked it on the floor thinking, it's got options. Like, if it's cold, it gets in. If it's not there. So like, great banter. So that's good. Like, got, but you forget when you need a piss during the night, you're going for a piss. There's fucking snakes in there. So I didn't know that they've got fangs. My fucking calf does now. It's fucking so it's all right when it's getting what the plaster. Oh mate, yeah, all the time. I'm going going for piss tonight. This after a couple of days of like it being annoyed because like the America Olympic team have this American golden eagle. So I bowled in like Jake the Snake. I've got it around my shoulder, and I yeah, got it <laughs> knock on the door, throw it outside as they're coming out. It's a snake. I don't know what you're talking about, a snake. Who's got a snake? So like great banter, but. Then one day, it was like me, Jason, Mato, Jimmy Brown, we're playing PlayStation in the room. And the kit man, Kevin Muldoon, he was a scarcer, to be fair. He's coming, yeah, I'm getting the balls. And then next thing you know, you hear, ah! and he backs out, and he's clutching his chest and slides down the wall. Ah, ah, and he's like sitting on the floor, and I'm like, oh, fuck, the snake, I forgot about it. So it turns out, the snake was cold, and it was curled up underneath the ball bag. So we don't know we've got a snake. So he's lifted <laughs> up the, the bag, and his fucking bow constrictor curled up. And he's, so he's had to go to hospital. He's gone to hospital. He had like, oh, don't, know if it, don't know if it was a full one. He might have been playing on it. But <laughs> he's, 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 gone, he's, gone, he's gone to hospital. So we're out. We're, and he was, he was kit man stroke goalie coach. So we was out, we're out of goalie coach and a kit man for that little tournament. So now the snake is... It's getting so pissed off, I can't go in the bathroom. 
keeps it's waiting at the door, wait, yeah, waiting for me you all the time. Like it back? Well, that was my next thing. This fucker's got to go back because he's punching me arm. So I've gone in there. I've got shin pads on my arms. I've got goalies gloves. Right, we're getting this fucking snake. It's going <laughs> because I couldn't get in there. So I'm like, lads, you open the door. I'm going in there. I think you just got to grab the back of the neck, or whack it in the box, we're gone. Right, so I'm there. I think I even had shin pads on my legs as well. So I've got shin pads on my arms, shin pads on my gloves. I'm like, right, gotcha. And as I go, I put it in the box, it just goes, constricts around my arm. I'm like, shit, shit, it's good. And I'm fucking banging it against the wall. I'm dunking it in the bath. And then I think Jason, you went, poke it up the arse, poke it, you got to poke it up the arse. Where the fucking snake got an arse? It's got a towel. It's like the end of the towel. Where, where's the arse? I'm dunking him up. He's let go. Got it in the box and then like, took it back and it gave us half the money back. But he's like, what the <laughs> fuck have you been doing to this snake? Yeah, so it was a great bit of banter, but it's like, oh, afterwards, what do you do with a constrictor? I don't think he even had a bath, the dirty fucker. I didn't do, that was clean as. <laughs> So that's a life lesson. <laughs> don't buy a boa constrictor if you don't know how to look okay. after it. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, pierced. I didn't know how to fangs, I thought, as long as it don't get me. <laughs> On my calf, I think I've still got a couple there. I think, I'm, I'm thinking that he's taking it back like that night. Oh no, we had it like, it was probably like six days or something. <laughs> I probably should have taken it back when the kit man's had half an heart attack. Yeah, but probably. I was half buzzing with that. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. Were you... Uh, were you disappointed when Holloway left then? Yeah, that, that was the beginning of the end for me, really, at QPR, because I think the next day they called a press conference at... Well, Leicester asked to speak to him, which QPR said yes, but then the Italian owner thought that was a done deal. So he went to Leicester and then didn't agree it and didn't, want to, and didn't go. So then the Italian owner's giving oh, it's like cheating on your wife going to speak to another girl. I don't know why these allergies come in there. That's like one of, one of Holloway's. Yeah, favorites. exactly. But he, that's what he said. You've cheated on us. You've got to go. So they put him on garden leave. So my argument was, everything you've done for the club, sack him. Pay him up. Don't put him on garden leave. So then I, I didn't go to the press conference. And it was Kev. Kev went because he, he had to. And then uh, with Gary Waddock, the new one. So I, I, I refused on that. So then me and the owner, Gianni Palladini, then we started falling out. And then... Yeah, he, he messed up a few. Jay wanted to get rid of me in the summer. There was a deal to Leeds when Wise was at Leeds and they doubled the money on the deal. It was a joint deal for me and Shitu. Shitu had a 50% sell on to Cholton. So what they'd done, they doubled my money up so they wouldn't have to. So it, I think it was like 2 million altogether, but I think it was 1.5 for me and it's going to be 500 for Shitu. So they, really it was 1.5 yeah. for Shitu, but 500 for me. And then what he'd done, we was on the way up there, he doubled the money to Leeds. So Leeds went, we're not paying that. Another one was Leicester. Well, on the way up there, he doubled the money. They wanted to transfer fees. So then I come back and said, no, I ain't going anywhere. I didn't want to go anyway. I was only going to do it to be, be polite and see what they come up with. Because, and then they wanted to sell me. I didn't go at a pre-season. They all went out to Italy. And then we played, was it Bristol Rovers or Bath? And I played myself up front. And I scored that trick. Absolutely buzzing. Like <laughs> so they, they, they left quite a few of us behind, low mass and all that. And then they're like, Birch, I'm going, no, I'm playing up front. Today I'm John Byrne. That is what <laughs> I am today. And I went up front and scored that trick. And then, <laughs> and then I'd done an interview for The Sun. And then like, I said, oh, I think I've been betrayed what they've told me. And then it was like, what a betrayal in The Sun. And then they get a call because they've had an absolute stinker in Italy. Right, you're back. Did in you it. get left behind? Or left behind, yeah. No, left behind. Left behind. I refused to go whole. 
because they accepted a bit at Hull. I'm like, you move your family to Hull, fuck that. <laughs> to be fair, mate, there's some lovely places out Yeah, there's lovely places outside London. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, but I didn't want to go. So I like, and then, yeah, then they rang me out and said, you're back in the squad, you have to do an apology. I ain't doing an apology. So then it was like, then I was, then Ollie got the Plymouth one, they come in for Plymouth and then the club accepted and then I said, look, the only other club I'm going to play for this year is QPR Reserves. I don't care. I'll stay. I'll get back in the team. Anyway, got back in the team. And then so me and the chairman was a bit frosty because he's always changed his mind. But then John Gregory come in and I got on well with John and he hated my mate Kev. Gavin hated him. But he would always play me even I was injured. I, uh, I got fractures in my back so it was starting to really play on the hamstrings. I needed to get it fused and it was going to be like a year out for the operation. I've kept trying to get away with it. And then I would come in, do well, but I had to get it sorted. But I thought, I'll just play at the end of the season, get another contract and see how it goes. And then, again, I was out my hamstring 10 days and then we played Wolves at home. And it was me and Kev Gallen in midfield and Wolves had like just come down from a Premier League. We were one nil up. And then... I hadn't trained at all and I could feel my hamstring cramping like it was going to go so I gave it look I've got to come off it's going to go and then I come off and then two minutes later they scored and it was one all then the the next day the next game was the FA Cup so I was going to be rested on a sub and then in the chairman's notes he's absolutely slaughtered me Gianni saying like the Wolves game was a great performance against the Premier League team shame our so-called QPR fan uh, got out when the going get, got tough and I'm like, fucking to John Gregory, is he taking the fuck? I wanted to go out there and see him straight. He's like, Birch, leave it. I've got it. Don't worry. So played that Luton game. I think we got a draw. I come on a sub and got man the match. Like, come on, I think I come on at halftime or even 30 minutes ago, but then got man the match. So at QPR, you had to go up the, uh, the lift to get to the sponsor suite to get your man the match. As it's gone up there, it's opened at the chairman's suite. And the chairman's gave it to me. Oh, they're telling me, oh, fucking hell, you get man of the match because all your family vote. They don't, you could, you could fart and get man of the match. You can do nothing. <laughs> so, Red Mist has come in. I've got him in a chokehold. So he's up there. So, <laughs> <laughs> of course you have. So I've just lost it. I've got no, so now he's in front of his family. I'm choking him outside the chairman's suite. Giving it, you're fucking ruining this club. You're fucking a disgrace. Like, I'm choking him. Security's getting me off. His family are screaming. And then I release him straight away. And he goes, fuck you, Kevin Gallon. But then he starts on Kev in the lift. Brilliant. Kev starts getting abused by the chairman. He's like, what? It's got nothing to do with me. <laughs> and I'm fucking like, you're a fucking disgrace, chairman. You're ruining this club. And then, so I get called in the office on Monday. And John Gregg gives it, some perch. Maybe could have handled it a bit better. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he just, he went, I was trying to get you a new deal, but I, I went, yeah, I know, so... That's it. I went, that's it, I'm going my back operation. So I think there was the... So I had a back operation, not the full one, but a little one. They said I was going to be out four months, but I wanted to get back to play the, my last ever game for QPR, so it was like... I think it was... I come back in six weeks. The last game was in six weeks, so I'm going to make that. And then we stayed up. The lads went to Marbella. I didn't go up Marbella. I stayed and played the reserve game, so I could... And to be fair, John Gregory was good because the chairman was saying, don't play me. But I was sub, and then he, he put me on for the last 15 minutes. For a on a reserve game? No, first team game. First so team. My last ever game for QPR. Right. So, so it was against well, Stoke. Yeah. So was that, that important for you? Yeah, you yeah. So, so I could say goodbye. So, so I knew it was against, against Stoke as well? Yeah, against Stoke. Yeah, funny enough. 
And fucking Fur should have squared it to me. Dirty. <laughs> I've played him down the line. I've gone there. It's literally a cutback. And I'm scoring on my last ever game for QBR. And the fucker shot. <laughs> so then I was meant to uh, go to LA Galaxy. So I'd agreed to go to LA Galaxy there. Frank Yallop was manager there. Bex was coming. So this was in the main. Bex was coming in November. I think he was just going to sign me to keep him company with the accent. But yeah, so I was going, that was all agreed there. And then my wife refused to go because she was pregnant at the time. And then knowing that my back was fucked, really. Well, there have been, uh, been a lot of artificial pitches out there as well. Yeah. There? Couldn't give a fuck living in LA. Yeah. It can be as artificial <laughs> as it wants. But no, but I knew, but deep down I knew. I didn't sprint for the last three, four years of my career because I thought my hamstring would go or something would go for my back. So I knew I'd have my best years. Yeah. And so I'd, even if I'd have stayed at QB, I don't think I'd have enjoyed it. But then went to Yeovil. So your motivation's gone there and it's straight away, LA or like Yeovil. So I've ended up in Yeovil. <laughs> How old are you? 30. So yeah, I was 30. So I went to Yeovil and then I was flying in pre-season because, it, but, but still then I'm, I'd, I worked my nuts off in the summer because I'm giving it right. I'm going to show these my back's all right because I had a couple of deals and the QBR chairman was telling other clubs his back's fucked and all that and they were just offering me like six month deals. So then Yeovil offered me a two year one, good money, really good money for Yeovil. Was this Gary Johnson? And this Gary Johnson. Funny enough, Gary Johnson is like my dad's best mate. Lee's named after my dad. Right. So he'd gone, but it was Russell Slade there. I think they still use it as a blueprint to not offer any contracts like that again ever. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a medical. So I'm using it as a blueprint. That's what Timmy's giving says. So. We can't do a virtual. No, no, no. They say. They, they, they honestly say we can't do a virtual. So, uh, <laughs> so we went there and I'd done my hamstring. And I think I, my first game back was like Boxing Day. So I just couldn't get it right. I was trying everything. And I worked my nuts off that summer. I was super fit coming and then. Once that happened, I think it's the beginning of the end. And so f I played our fit towards that end of the season. We stayed up at Yeovil. And again, I was like, this is the year I'm going to... I'm still 30. But pre-season, flying, played the first game of the season, played really well. And in the 89th minute of the first game of the season, I've tweaked my hamstring again. So I've lost my head. I can't do this anymore. Because I'm going to games. And I was... Footballing ability, I was really good. I'm going to games, I'm doing like acupuncture, I'm doing eye stretching, I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing everything like four games. I'm working four hours to get myself to make sure I just try and complete the game and not yeah. do my hamstrings. And these other fuckers are like playing cards and I'm playing for Yeovil. It's not like I'm in the Premier League, I'm doing all this. I'm, no disrespect. Like, and coming from like the club you love where it's more than, more than just football yeah. to then just, it's like being a job, like, I don't need this. So I'm like, Nathan Jones is there. I used to live with Nathan Jones. Great lad. But the guy who's uh, yeah. manager. Yeah, he's at Luton. Yeah. Mate, got massive OCD. So, oh, <laughs> when I found that out. <laughs> so, used to live with him. And then, so like, we'd go to training and then I'd be waiting in a car like five minutes. And five minutes is a long time when you're waiting for someone to walk out that door to go, what's this fucker doing? So I had a little look. He's straightening him up. Every picture, every cushion, it turning off every plug, every light, like everything in the cupboard was lying perfect. So I've got this fucker. So, oh, I've got to go back to the toilet. So I went in there, turned on every light, every plug, messed up everything. So we went to the train and you're doing the, doing the circle and I think I gave it away. He went, you're having one. Ah. I went, yeah, you're fucking having one. I've turned on every light and every plug in your house. It's an absolute shithole. And he said, no, you haven't. 
He had the worst training session I've ever seen. But he went halfway through. He went, I can't take it. He got in his car, went back, turned it all off. Yeah. Yeah. Let's give her actually done my ankle. That's what I retired with, one of my best mates. So for the next month, I'm playing up front in training against Skivo. I'm going up front, I'm elbowing him in the face, I'm topping him. <laughs> and then he's, ah! and then he's two-footed me from behind. And my ankle's on, and I'm like on the floor giving it, yes, <laughs> yes, show me the money, yes. And then with the insurance, uh, I just said, no, I can't come back. And then they're saying like, you need, have you had this up and that up? I mean, you can't guarantee me that I'm not gonna die. Why should I have that operation to play football when my life would be fine? I can still walk and do everyday life. But you can't guarantee I'm not going to die. They can't. So that's how I got my insurance money. It took me three years to get it, but yeah. So was it this Yallop that got you into your culture? Did he help you out? No, yeah. I went and coached for Chicago with Frank Yeah. at Chicago. So you've left, left Yeovil. I know. So Yeovil, as soon as I left Yeovil, we and Gianni, the chairman, made it up through a mutual friend, and then he offered me the youth team job at QPR. Doing your badges, like when you... Yeah, you Ollie, got Ollie, got, Ollie got me doing my badges. I was fully qualified with my pro licence at 31. So, you, so you're all... I started at 24, 25, because Ollie told me to do it. Because right, he so said, you, look, you'll you get are, back in it. Were, even though you were 30, look, come, looking at coming yeah. out of the game, 30, 31, you got that behind you, like... Yeah. You weren't starting at 31. No, no, I, I always wanted to be fully qualified for when I needed it and it worked out well for me that way but I think because of my I knew deep down my back and hamstrings I, I couldn't last that long yeah. so uh, that's when I done I started with Kevin he kept going to Vegas every year not doing the assessments so he ended up <laughs> not being qualified for anything I was qualified for the pro license but yeah so I, I, I just knocked him out back to back that must have been great for you to be part of it again yeah, well, well I first went, getting promoted to the Premier Yeah, so I first went back, when I first went back, it was Jim Majorton, he was manager, he was a great bloke. Loose to lose his shit when they lost. And then, but we played some great football under Jim and a great bloke. And he got sacked because of the headbutt on Akers Bazaki, yeah. which, well, it was at Watford and they just went head to head and he sort of pushed him away. But Akos has gave it, a bit like me at Stoke. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and, and he's gone back out the Watford out the changing room but back then that's where the press was at Watford and so he's headbutting me he's headbutting me so luckily the next day so it was me and Steve Gallon, we'd done the youth team we had FA Youth Cup against Southampton so this is all in that four year plan but it never because because Briatore had final edit you should see the four year plan unedited unbelievable so that documentary so so then we get so they go to a meeting they're saying look we're sacking so all the staff all the players we're sacking Jim Jilton because of the headbutt, and they go to Andy, uh, John Gorham, you, you're gonna be the manager. He's like, what? I'm like, I can't, because Jim brought me in. I've got, no problem, you're sacked. Keith Ryan, <laughs> you'll be the manager. And like Keith Ryan's there thinking, I want to be, but I, I, I don't think I can. No problem, you're sacked. Off you go, we get someone to be the manager. And then that night, me and Steve Gallen get the call, because the, the game's against uh, West Brom away live on Sky. So they've just been beat by Watford live on Sky. I think it was 3-1. And then we've got the job for for the Sky game. So then we're like, West Brom, top of the league. We're going to get pounded. Like. So now uh, Bria Torrey's over, but he wants a meeting. So me and Steve going like, well, we've got to stay strong here. We'll pick the team that we want. He's going to want to pick his players, but we can do it in a way where we can pick our team. And I've got to do an interview for Sky, so I come in late. So he's in the room, come in, 
and they're all, I didn't know, they're all, uh, hello, Mr. Briator, hello, Mr. Brewer. Okay, but, all right, Flav. And I sit down, it's a bit, I've just flabbed him off. So, <laughs> so now, he's, he's, so now he's got his team up on the board. So he's got some crap Italians that he wants playing. Pellicori, the centre forward Pellicori. He wants Pellicori playing. Adjiman's just got three goals in three games. And I'm like, but you've got to play Adjiman. No, he's a donkey. He's always sweating and he's tired. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you're never good again. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but he's just scored three and three games. Like we got to play. Okay, play him. And then when he gets tired after 20 minutes, bring him off. Yeah, yeah, we do that. <laughs> and then, so, <laughs> so going through the team, he, you got to play Pelicori. And he's like, I spoke to Tardelli, who was. I don't know, the island manager at the time who had him. He said, he's brilliant. He's sent it forward. He can score a goal with his dick. He got, <laughs> and I'm like, I've not seen too many. How many goals with a dick do you get in the season? <laughs> Maybe one in the career could like, nudge one in. Trapatoni. Trapatoni. Italian manager. Yeah, that was Trapatoni. So he was saying, yeah. <laughs> not Tardelli, he was the other one. So Tardelli come down one time. So it's Trapatoni saying, yeah, he can score a goal. Okay, we'll bring him on. So anyway, somehow we've managed to wingle it round to playing our... Tommy Williams was playing at the time. So we managed to talk it round to playing the team that we want. Brilliant. So we're like, I'm nudging Steve under. We've got it. It'll be all right. And he's going, oh, Gianni, tell, tell Birch what we want him to do. So, and it's like, okay, uh, yeah, we need to make more subs in the 90th minute to waste the time. Right, no problem. And if we win in, what, he's like... Speaking in Italian to Gianni about the team, Empoli or whatever. Oh, yeah, if we're winning, because like in Italy, to waste time, you can go down holding your chest. <gasps> I was like, hold a minute. What, you talk about a heart attack? You want me to fake a heart attack? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, 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 chest pains go down. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> I wanted you to do it. wanted me to do it. <laughs> Oh, hold on. So the only time I'm going to manage my team live on Sky Sports <laughs> with a couple of minutes to go to waste a bit of time, you want me to fake a heart attack? <laughs> no, no, no. Chest pains. And then, oh, panic. And doctors come out. And then you can get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's see how that goes. I think, yeah, maybe. No, I'm thinking, I gave it, yeah, thinking... We're never going to be leading at West Brom. <laughs> Fast forward to the game on the Monday night. Right, we're 2 0 up. <laughs> so we're 2 0 up. And, then, and it couldn't have started better. They've got a goal kick. Radic Churney, the keeper, has gone to kick it. He's done his ankle on the goal kick. He's strapped up now, so he's in goal. I'm thinking, I managed it going a bit better than this. Anyway, we're 2 0 up. Second half. So now. Pelicori, Pelicori, <laughs> sub Cambio, Cambio, change. We gotta make some fucking changes here, Steve. Here we go. We're making changes. <laughs> so anyway, Ali Falling comes on. He's not had a good time. So Ali Falling comes on, and Pelicori's on. So it's two one, <laughs> two one, ninety fifth minute. Right, Ali Falling gets the ball. Just run it in the corner. Run it in the corner. He's played Ali Falling in one on one. Oh, sorry, he played Pelicori in one on one. Run it in the corner, run it in the corner. He's had a shot. Dean Kylie catches it, boots it, flick on. Simon Cox, goal, two all. Final whistle. So we're like, oh, gutted, but we've got a two all result, top of the league. We quite have it. So in the changing room, this is all on the four year plan, but it didn't get put in. So on the four year plan, it's like, 
unlucky lads, look. I know we're disappointed, but we got a point where they're taking that before the game, all that crap. Really, I'm thinking, you, you prick, Pellicori, you fucking cost me there. So then the boom, the door goes open, and Yanni walks in, and he just starts going off at Italian at Pellicori. So he's going out, and he finishes it and goes, oh, well done, well done, and goes out. We're like, <laughs> Ali, who spoke better English, what did he say? Oh, he said to Pellicori, I hope your house catches fire. And. <laughs> And you're in it because <laughs> you're too slow to run out the house and you'll burn alive. You'll never play for this couple of games. Go fuck you and your family. And also, I went, oh, constructive criticism. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm in disbelief. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't get a chance to have my... So I'm thinking after the game... So I'm thinking after the game, he's going to blame me for not having an heart attack. He's going to blame me. Not Pellicori. I'm thinking... Okay, I should have just had the heart attack. It would have been easier. But I'm mean, thinking, they don't... That's what I said to him at the time. They won't call the game off because you've had an heart attack. They'll just wheel me out and add the time on. <laughs> so, yeah. But I did, we did make him sub in the 93rd minute. But that's, I uh, that's but I helped you out. Pel- Pelicori's helped you out. Pelicori. Pel- Pelicori having a shot has helped me right out because that would have been me sacked for not having a heart attack. He took the, <laughs> took the pressure right off me. Was that on the TV documentary, that him coming in? No, because uh, what you see on there is what Bria Tory allowed. So he wouldn't have that final edit. Nah, wouldn't have that. Well, you can't. You can't and, he went, and the cameras in there about him telling me to have an heart attack. That got cut. Well, sorry, chest pains. Indigestion, chest, chest pains. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So were you on the bench with the, the Aguero moment? Yep. Yeah, it was my job to take Joe Barton off the yeah. pitch, didn't I? Yeah, so I was on the most surreal day ever really because to be a part of that to stay up so I had the earpiece to our technical director who was at Stoke Stoke again Stoke <laughs> Stoke Stoke v Bolton yeah and so really John Waters kept us up because he scored the two I think they got a draw so we ended up staying up because that oh, or did they win two wins yeah so uh, from going from winning to to the Aguero last minute but it was so weird because the game finished literally 10 seconds before that goal. So we if you look at us, we're celebrating on a bench with Jamie Mackey, Jay Buford, I think, come over. Sure. We're, we're celebrating. And then as we're celebrating, it's just bang, goal, and they've erupted. But to be fair, luckily, but I don't think the QBR fans would have got out there alive if Man City lost, because it was turning nasty. Yeah. Was Their fans were turning nasty towards the QBR fans and just getting out of the ground. And then it was just an unbelievable party afterwards. You're still gutted for losing, but... I, Joe Barton did start the Falkland War again on his own, didn't he? <laughs> his elbow Tevez and then Bobby Zamora's gave it. Joey, take one down with you. <laughs> did, you did, did you give him some dark arts training? No, I don't thought? think... I think sometimes you get natural people at it. <laughs> <laughs> you get natural talents that you don't really need to enhance. And yeah, and, but Bobby gave it, Joey, take one down with you. So he's looked and 
out of all the players you can start on this Sergio Aguero, you're only going to touch him, he's going over, isn't he? So he's yeah. kicked him, wanting him to come back, so he gets sent off. But he's gave it, ah, he's gone down. And yeah. so, oh, oh I'd take one down. I thought you yeah. meant take one down as in. No, injury, I'm no. thinking start on company, he'll start back at us. Yeah. So then, yeah, so I got Joey, and then we walked down the tunnel. He's like, I ain't lost it. I went, sort of, not calmed it. Yeah, really, <laughs> Joe. Not really. And then, uh, I quite liked it as well because uh, Sammy Nasri was like cha cheering in the dressing room afterwards with us because he's best mates with Jubilee Sisse. And so I was like, get the fuck out of here. Ain't, ain't your dressing room, go in your own dressing room. Who said that? Joey Barton. Did he? Yeah, but Joe, I, I was like, yeah, good, I like that. I, like I could that. see what he was doing afterwards where he knows. Yeah. But Tevez has hit him first, so he could nowadays with the VAR. Was, you'd have gone down like, cause I was, all day long, all day <laughs> long. Go down. Retaliation don't work. So, yeah, but it, it was funny because Mark Hughes got a call after that game. Uh, Ferguson was retiring. That was going to be his 20th league title. He was retiring. That was it. They already planned it. But because he lost it last kick of the game at Man City, he, he had to stay on as another year. So, yeah, that, that would have been them. Was oh, just but his wife were pissed off. Yeah, another <laughs> year. All happy. Mitch well, yeah. <laughs> like it's ever way, man. Oh, fucking have another, have another yeah. year we are in. Cancel, cancel the cruise, do you like? Yeah, so that was that. And then what was uh, what were Joey like with all the foreign, not not necessarily the foreigners, or just the lads who came in who were tossing it? <laughs> Toss of a coin with Joey, like, but he's, uh, yeah, no, he, it was weird because it was clicks at the club. You had, you had the English lads, you had the foreign lads and there weren't much mingling. I like everything to create a bad atmosphere and team spirit. That's what we had, really. You had people on bigger money than other people in the team. You had, I know it ain't about money, but it is to a lot of players. You had such a big squad, so there's going to be people unhappy. It must have been frustrating for you, for somebody yeah, well, who's internal. Yeah, but they're only coming to QPR because we're in the Premier League and we're paying big money. You ain't coming to QPR because you've always liked them. Yeah. Who's to blame for that? For the whole, for but the it's, it's, it's to blame and not to blame because they've spent their own money. So, you, like, when you have, you can blame owners like at Bolton, or you can blame other clubs at other chairmen where clubs are Coventry where they've gone. But they've done it in the on. They try to do it with the right intentions. They wanted to be a London club, put all the money, and be in the Champions League or Europe, and it just didn't work. So They're just try doing it too quickly. Yeah, it's bit like I speak to other business people. See your business degrees and all what you've done at school. This is football. Like screw them up and throw it out the window because I suppose if you own a football club, every nine people out of ten that are talking to you want money out of you. I want to stitch you over. And I think that if you haven't got good people advising them at that time, a couple of times I I gave advice to them and it did, they didn't take it. It come back to bite them on the ass. I think that's why Tony always trusted my view because it was always the best for the club but other people if you if you don't know about football and you own a football club then you're only listening to the advice of the people that you're dealing with really and, that, and and it was just it, it was just ridiculous they just from the outside looking they just seem to go massive quickly mm. yeah. you know what i mean and all that went to yeah. when we went over stoke yeah he, tony pooley's got Sensible players. Oh, no, definitely. Who, like, you look at Fulham done it. They done the QPR when they went up last yeah. time. They just yeah. spent 250 million, was it? And then didn't. It's hard to buy a team and just put them together and yeah. put them like out. Norwich, there. Norwich this year, they've just thought, yeah, for best. Well, West Brom used to always do it, didn't yeah. they? As a yo yo club where they they get a couple that 
either the players do really well and you sell them or they do really well but you can still afford to keep them for next year mm-hmm. but yeah but keep us a bit of a history like that. we're a bit of a we say a spiv club where we've always ducked and dive in the past our old chairman jim gregory back in the day was always uh, normally keep you if there's a way to fuck it up we'll find a way <laughs> <laughs> we will find a way to fuck it up and even like if there's anything in football if there's a bit of bad news. QBR will be involved somewhere. It'll yeah, be somewhere. Yeah. We even got involved when like, Sam Allardyce was getting done with the video camera. I think QBR was involved in that somewhere. They yeah. asked Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, would he do a talk in Thailand for 40 yeah. grand? <laughs> I'd do a talk in Thailand for four grand if you're from me, but somehow they got caught in that. And mm. Yeah, QBR's always normally been in the news for the wrong reasons. What's your proudest moment in turn with the QBR? My debut, just actually looking at the pro, like you used to get your buy them at football tournaments, didn't you? Where you could be on the front of a program and it's getting the QPR kit and actually playing for QPR, and like get get given the training kit where you're buying. I've been buying that for years as a kid and actually getting it and the tracksuit and signing for QPR. But then it would be getting promoted with QPR at Sheffield Wednesday from the heartache year before. That that that'd be the best day of my life because. So much pressure because we had two games left of the season. We had to win them both to go up. And then the club told me they couldn't afford to keep me if we didn't go up. So that was added pressure. And then we played Swindon, who were fourth in the league at home. And we beat them 1-0. And I, that was, what, looking back, one of my better games. Always, I always done well in big games. Pressure. I, I loved it because I, I didn't get nerves. The beef cup must be up there. The beef. Well, the beef cup. <laughs> They gotta bring it back. We're hold- no, don't bring it back. We're holders. <laughs> Still holders now. Yeah. It's like you, I mean, you said your your main goal was your legacy at QPR, which you achieved, yeah. didn't you? And there's not many that can say that. But I, I think played for the. I don't know the club no, and curd. There's I don't not know many that care about no, the club. No, I don't know whether it was my back declining or leaving QPR. It just, it just didn't. Football didn't feel the same. So I don't know whether that was part. I know mentally I was giving it, I'm going to prove people wrong with my back, but I just think part of me just went. I've done it all. Well, I'd rather go, which I did, I'd rather go play in my brother's non league team. He's one And it's not about money, so I'd rather than then drop down and play for other clubs, I'd rather go, and I did play for my brother's non league team. Yeah. If they come in for you as manager, Mm -hmm. would you jump at the chance? Yeah, I'd interview for it in the last summer, for the last one, and of course it would, it's your club. But bear in mind, your legacy's. If you if you go and have a shot at, is that tarnished? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, and I think. Would you dye your hair again for the sidelines? I think we're going grey soon <laughs> anyway, so I could just add the blue and the grey. I'll make sure we're in a grey away kit, <laughs> so I wouldn't have to dye it after a few years. Because there's, a bit, there's been a, it's got brought up a few times. Brian Gunn Norwich. did it at Norwich. Yeah. He was obviously a, a legend as a player and he got the manager's job and it, it, it turned into a fucking yeah. shit show. Shearer. Shearer at Shearer. Newcastle but to I a certain think, extent. Yeah, I think I think it does turn, tarnish your legacy in the in the first two, three years afterwards but then you go back Eventually and, yeah. and then yeah. like, Shearer goes back he's still a legend. Remember yeah, times. But no, there is part of that where I do think, a bit like when I sign for the club, do I, my love for the club, if I sign for it and it don't go well, and you get might be a bit yourself like you think, yeah, I don't. I can't really Speaking remember. Way, mate, I think you're probably like one of the biggest football team fans we've ever had on. 
Yeah, you know but I, I never, mean? I never used to understand the lads that never supported the team. So they, when they used to moan about the fans, I give you, well, how can you moan? You've never, I've never, you've never got up at seven. Like I used to get a bus, then then get to the coach's bus to go watch QPRV at Oldham away, and then we lose two 0 on a February, and then you've got to get the coach back, and we've been absolutely shit, and you spent money to do it. Then of course you can boo. You can boo any player you want, and they give it ever disgrace. They're meant to be with us. No, no, no. Unless you've been there, I've been there, done it. And then you can sympathise with any fan that gets annoyed and wants to boo or boo a player. Like I used to boo Steve Slater. Hated him because <laughs> oh yeah, but because he interviewed come to QPR saying he's using it as a stepping stone to one of the big four, and he didn't try a leg. So, but if you want to boo any, like if they want to boo us and they're not happy, you've done that. And if you, as a player, if you've never done that. You can never understand the fans truly, what they are. So you're looking forward to the new role? Yeah. Yeah, it's, do you know what it is? They're more of a longer-term project. Yeah. Where, as a football coach, you're living, what's the average lifespan now? Is it 12 months, I think, it's down to? That, that's if you have a good time. So to go there on a, a two-year contract and something to build. And it's something else to the CV. You're working with international teams, even though it's not a massive nation. Of, of football yeah. but still you can surely they must have that. loads of fast players untold athletes and women as well the women's game there they've not really gone into it but the women's football there because they're absolute athletes so they must have sprinters coming but that, out that, that. that's their that's their main sport <laughs> track and field like athletes mm. must be some quickens and it's weird because they're just a bit like <laughs> a bit like America fast over there yeah but a bit like America <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah. Fredericks. Well, I think I, I think it was Barbados, but it's still. But it's, they're either. <laughs> 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 the runners aren't But I think it's a it's a bit like America, but even more where they're either absolute athletes and fitness freaks, or they're big lumps. <laughs> yeah. Because the food that they eat there is a bit like up north, that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what shaky wakey? I've been. I've had a night out in shaky wakey. I bet we're all right, weren't it? All I know, it was in fucking January and there weren't a coat about on anyone. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> They're all messing about. They now. don't fuck out eh, coats. <laughs> they have to pay a pound to put it in the, in the coat room. So they're like, fuck <laughs> it, but no coats. <laughs> Such a good <laughs> <water. laughs> Man, you nearly didn't happen, did it? What's oh, that? You oh, what? Farmers. Yeah. Oh, you want to talk about my time in maximum yeah, security? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can handy do for in over done here. Half wasn't up as well. Done, done a you. bit of bird, you know what I mean? <laughs> No, no, you know what? I can speak about it, but not... Yeah, I can. Yeah. So it all started, like, as I said, Barmer's got in lockdown, went to stay with my, my mate in, in Tampa. I was only meant to be there two weeks, ended up three months because still in lockdown, I managed to get a flight home. Went out, booked... Uh, we had a meal in a nice restaurant there, and then just paying a bill, 11 o'clock, geezer comes over, starts doing like a fake English accent, but then talking to my mate. And then from nowhere, he starts talking about he's a Marine. He's done two tours of Afghanistan, one of Iraq, blah. He can kill with his bare hands and I'll fucking kill you. And I went, what, what me, mate? And he went, yeah, I'll fucking kill you. And I go, I'll turn it in. I'm flying home tomorrow. I ain't seen the kids in three months. <laughs> and he's like, I'll make sure you don't get to see him. And he just started choking me. So it's all on CCTV. So got him off. Moved him away, went, someone get him out. And then as he's getting out, he's going, I'm going to I'm gonna do you, I'm going to wait for you outside, I'm going to kill you. This is all unprovoked. I've never met the geezer, ever. Is it, is it so I don't know if he's got pro... You know, yeah. 
if he's got PTSD, I don't know. So, like my uh, my my mate's girlfriend was a bit shaken up about it, and I said, "Look, let's wait. We couldn't even get a taxi because we only lived like a five minute walk away. Let's wait here, and then it it go." So as we walked outside, he's come up and said he was going to do this and that and going to kill me and stab me and then made a move for me and then just one punch just i i mobilized him we can say that so that's one you, you caught everyone first that, no just that was it one bang and then so he's then landed in the bush there and then we just went home and then police come in like a swat team uh, Hank after Saul got statements of us could tell we was telling the truth because they've just watched the CCTV of me hitting him but if you've got the CT, CTTV of it all, you can say, but like the police are different there. So we're saying, like, go back to the restaurant, speak to everyone. Oh, that's a different crime scene. Well, it's not, it's just not outside. Anyway, so someone said like that. One of the, one well, because, yeah, well, because well, I think because he got it come radio through, he had a number of lacerations on the face, and they're thinking it was through a, a glass. And they're saying, like, did you hit with a glass? And so anyway, I didn't hit him with a glass. But it, they've said he's got a number of lacerations, hit with a glass, you've got to take him in. So I get taken in, but they're telling me, like, oh, like you'll get away with it, be self-defence, blah, blah, blah. So it didn't end up that way. So the lacerations on the face were where he's landed in the bush, he's just got scratches. But they're hearing lacerations, they think deep cuts. Yeah. So anyway, I go to the local police station thinking I'm going to get out in a minute well yeah. then the county police come then I'm now going to county I don't know nothing about this I'm in county jail they're saying I'm getting away with it now I'm now I'm getting charged with ABH, GBH aggravated assault aggravated battery attack with a deadly weapon looking to maim with a deadly weapon so I'm like what? and then so then put me in a holding cell with six blokes one of them's pissed himself the other one's shaking in the corner at best he's got COVID at best so <laughs> I'm thinking oh, shit. right and it's now like four in the morning so I rest my head against the wall I swear to god they must wait for you to go asleep they call you about to come out photo fingerprints remember it's a digital camera they can take loads of pictures they're like oh we like open your eyes we can't see your eyes to fit the description open my eyes so that's where you get the mugshot where when I come out I looked at it and thought this crackhead's guilty straight away. <laughs> like don't need to read anything else uh, guilty <laughs> Definitely, and you could probably frame him for about eight other things. So, Is that so, like Tiger Woods looks so bad? Yeah. Well, I've had no, like, I got up at six in the morning, so it's literally 22 hours. I ain't had no sleep. Just got to sleep. I've got one lazy eye. One, well, I've been leaning against the wall. Yeah, it's there. But I know I've got that picture for the next 10 birthdays and Christmas cards and T-shirts because <laughs> my brother's printed loads up. He just can't wait. I think I've even got wrapping paper with it on. But So then... Like, all I can hear is I'm getting away with it. They just kept telling me, you got caught in the morning, you'll get away with it. So I'm like, but I'm flying home that night. So they take everything off me, then they go through, and this was a bit worrying. So you go through and then you have your medical, so like alcohol test, drugs test, you get all that done. And then... I did you feel drinks like? No, I, I, I was bought a borderline I could drive. Yeah. So... Uh, then you got to speak to the welfare officer in the corner like the nurse so you sit down there and then she she's just uh, just taking through the county jail rape protocol i was like you what yeah county jail rape protocol we don't tolerate any type of raping which is good yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, you start. yeah so and all i can hear is rape this rape that and i'm like 
it's a wind up. And then last question is, are you worried about getting raped in custody? I, I was like, well, I weren't before you fucking had a protocol for it. <laughs> it's happened more than once or twice there, isn't it? I went, how many people get raped in here? And she went, well, we can't tell you that. It's private, confidential. I went, oh, that's Andy. And then she goes away laughing, chuckling to herself. So then, so then they take me through to the other holding area and there's like five other prisoners and they've got, they come and get them, put handcuffs on them, take them away and I'm sitting there on my own. And I said to the guard, look, mate, where am I going? And he just gives it, well... It's like they've come to collect Hannibal Lecter. The amount of cuffs and chains. So they come get me, put the, uh, it's called the belt. So I get the belt on me. I'm handcuffed to the belt. You're uh, in the clause at this point. No, I'm, oh, I'm you in the, the Oh, of course you're in. It's, it's for the picture. You've got to be in the orange <laughs> jumpsuit. They've got to make you look as guilty as possible. They ain't going to put you in a tuxedo, are they? Yeah, you're jumpsuited up. So now, <laughs> now, now I've got the belt. I'm handcuffed. I'm shuffling like I'm on death row. They put me in an armoured vehicle, take me round. Where am I going? I'm, so I'm in maximum security. So, Edouard Delacroix. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm in maximum security. Like they give you a mattress. There's like a couple of sheets. There's your toothpaste, which they give you toothpaste and some shampoo. And I don't shower gel. Trust me, I'm not going to be needing that after the rape protocol. I'm staying <laughs> dirty. So then I'm in cell two, and you get in there, and it's twelve by twelve, three double bunk beds and a toilet. So all they kept saying, like, you're in court in the morning. So I don't know what time it is. It's about six. So I thought, right, I'm just going to go to sleep. So I laid down, rolled all my stuff up, put my sheet on me, closed my eyes, and then, must have been a minute, I get, yo. Well, I'll turn around. This geezer, have you seen Horrible Bosses? Where Jamie Foxx, motherfucker Jones, he's a big black geezer, skinhead, tattoos, pointy beard. So he's either a gangster or a black pirate. I don't know which one it is. So I'm boarding on gangster at the minute as I'm in maximum security because I don't think there's too many pirates in there. So I'm giving it, oh, here we go. Here we go. He's like, yo, give me your sheet. I'm, oh, mate, leave me alone. I've had a bad night. And, then, and he's like, yo, give me your sheet, last chance. And I'm thinking, God. I went, mate, I'm cold, leave me alone. Give me, like, last chance, bitch, give me your sheet. I was like, okay. And then I'm thinking, going from here, I'm in court in a few hours saying I'm not guilty of all these violent offenders. I think I might have to have a fight. And then I was like, nah. And then when I gave him the sheet, I thought, nah, I'm not having this. So then we start like fighting and wrestling. So we've been. Now the prisoners are going mental <laughs> because it's six in the morning, they get no entertainment in there. Oh, yeah. Imagine the one in the playground, fight, 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 times it by about 200. They are going mental. Guards come in, separate us, boot us, like separating me. And then he gets up, he's giving, white boy, I'm, fuck, uh, I'm going to fuck you up. That's my cell. I'm going to fuck you up. They're dragging him away, putting him in another cell. I lay on my bunk, give it. Probably could have gone better that month. <laughs> I've got to be honest. Two minutes in maximum security. And made, a new, and ma and made a new friend. Mitch the pirate. And I'm kind of, uh, but I was that tired. I managed to go to sleep. And I get, I get woken up by the, the doors opening. Out for breakfast. I'm out there. So I'm looking for my mate. Where is he? He's coming at me. So then I must tense up a little bit. Thinking uh, it's going down. I'm seeing if there's there. I've seen all the... I've seen all the prison documentaries. I'm looking for stuff in his hand. What could anyway? He comes over and goes, "Yeah, bro, just chill." I was like, "What?" He said, "Like I tried it. If you give me your sheet, you give me a dinner, you give me a lunch." I was like, "Oh yeah, brilliant." And then it goes, 
like Bertram in court. And I'm thinking, sweet, I'm getting out of this shit hole. So then get my staff and then they take me down to court, all handcuffed, but they take you from cell to cell. So it's taking ages. Took about an hour and a half of getting caught. I'm thinking, right, I'm getting out. Self-defense, they must have surely seen everything. <laughs> the judge goes, read, so I'm up for all them charges, aggravate power, blah, 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 blah. Uh, if found guilty, uh, Mr. Birch, you're looking at 15 years of maximum security, bow set at 10 grand. Oh, what? I'm innocent. As self-defense. Don't talk about the case in here. This is the sentencing. I, ain't you meant to do that afterwards? And they're like, no, that's the bow, bow set, take him away. So then... Now I'm baffled. I don't know what is going on. Have you not spoke to like a you can't. solicitor or We can't. You, you, you allow one free call, but it's only local. And then you can do collect call in the country, but only if you know their number. So I only know my dad and brother's number, and that's in England. You can only use that if you know your credit card number to put in. So I can't really speak to anyone. So now I'm back up there. So my mate Mitch is there. <laughs> my mate, my mate Mitch, the the, the pirate, he's up there. Captain Jack Spanner's in there. Cap, Captain Mitch is up there. So he's right. With, is he all right with you? Now? He's all right with me now. Yeah. So it was, no, a, it was a test. We're part of the counts. Yeah. And I passed. Uh, <laughs> and then, so now he's telling me, I'm giving it. I've got a ten grand bow. And what's helped me out? So then, it, 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 lockdown. So hold on a minute. We're locked down. So now we're in lockdown again. The telephones are there, and you've got glass, and that's where the guards are. I'm like. So he's telling me about bow. You got to ring bow bonds to get you out. If it's ten grand, like you give them a deposit of fifteen hundred, and they do the rest yeah, of it. Okay, okay. I've got to ring them. When are we next out so I can use the phone? They went oh, about ten o'clock at night. It's one o'clock in the afternoon. I went, what are you talking about? I've got to use the phone. No, no, no. We're serious, dangerous felons. Like we're not allowed out with the other population. We're next out at ten o'clock at night. Okay. I've got to get out of here. I can't wait at 10. And they went, oh, well, we get our food at like five or six. So then you can maybe speak to the guards then. So I'm like, oh, fuck what's happening here? And then five or six get out. I'm talking to the guards. And they said, they said, oh, no, all charge has been dropped. You're getting out. Brilliant. Go in there. All charge has been dropped. So an hour goes, two hours goes. Turns out, I think they were just fucking with you, the guards, not getting out. <laughs> so you're sitting there and I'm giving it up. Anyway, what helped me out was that the Daily Mirror reported an outrageous story that I attacked a pregnant woman with a deadly weapon in the early hours of a Sunday morning and I was looking at 15 years in prison. So I was meant to be flying back, but then my family have seen, they couldn't get hold of me because they thought I was on the plane, but then my family have seen that, but it printed the name of the jail that I was in. And the way that the press write it, the way that your, your brain selects what it reads, because it's a sensationalized story, you won't see allegedly, or yeah. you just see, I've d he's done this, He looking up to 15 years in prison, you just read 15, 15 years in prison. Yeah. So everyone's just here, has read that I've attacked a pregnant woman, and they, there was a lot of a pregnant woman, because aggravated battery in America, you could attack a pregnant woman to get aggravated battery. Oh, so just pick the, the So they've just done that, sensational. so like, outrageous that they've printed it, but that's the only reason my family knew that I was in that prison. Yeah. So it did a favour in a way. It did, yeah. My brother posted bow because you're not allowed to post it yourself for some reason. And then, yeah, so that was that. But then what helped me out as well in there, they sort of, you get a rap sheet of what you're in there for. So it's made me look a bit of a nutcase. Like, I'm, I'm up for all this stuff. And my, t my bow's 10 grand. So now the, the other inmates are like, oh, he's a bit, little bit tasty. And... I've been stabbed a couple of times as well before. 
And so I've got some scars on me, so they're like, oh, yeah. So, you've been stabbed a couple of times before? Yeah, yeah, no, long time ago. But, so, so I've got some, so I've got, like, <laughs> <laughs> cut yeah. So, uh, so, so. Tag gets you, it's dark, Yeah, no, so that's what, it, to be fair, when Tag get an idea, I can buy it, I want to kill you. It's like, well, it's not too bad, I'll take that. But, uh, yeah, so because I've got a few scars on me, they're like, oh, yeah, like, how long you done in prison back in England? Yeah, I've done about 12 years all in all. <laughs> uh, and then, and so, and then I go, and my mate Mitch, the pirate, I went, uh, <laughs> what are you in here for? And he's like, oh, yeah, uh, it, they're outrageous, it's, they're, they're racist, and they, uh, they've said that I was threatening to the police and I'm going to get off. Like, Can I have a little look at it? Like, what are you in there for? what he was in there for so he's battered he's had a fight with his wife and the auntie he's come out the house he's holding two 12 inch meat cleavers out out wide giving it it's a suicide day bitches motherfuckers are gonna die motherfuckers are gonna die they tasered him he cut it off and he's still sitting like it's a suicide day bitches motherfuckers are gonna die so i'm reading it and i'm like so mitch did you do that oh yeah so i might i mean how's this absolute fruitcake get, get away with this so i'm like like, it, what are you going to get away with? He said it's threatening behaviour. I mean, in my head, the two 12-inch meat cleavers, a little bit threatening. <laughs> and, then, and he's like, no, no, how can it be threatening? I said it when I was walking backwards. I was like, you're definitely getting off with that, mate. We might, we might as well celebrate now. <laughs> Crack open the toilet water. Let's go. <laughs> so... So what was in there? It was like a, it was like a hidden camera show because in my cell... And there was two whites, two blacks, two Latinos. And then, so the two Latinos, one was called, didn't speak English, got a couple of teardrops on him, so it means he's killed a few people, bar accounts. Uh, Mitch, he was crying, that's how many tears he had. <laughs> and, and so, uh, his name was Javier Hernandez. The bloke, he didn't speak English, but Javier Hernandez. So I went, oh, Chicharito. See, si, Chicharito. <laughs> so now I've got this crazy Mexican. Now he's got a mate who knows Chicharito, his name. So I'll just be sitting on my bunk. And you've got nothing to do. Every minute seems like an hour because there is absolutely nothing to do. And I'll just make a bit of eye contact with Javier. And he goes, see, si, Chicharito. Oh, <laughs> oh, God, stop looking at me, you absolute <laughs> mentalist. The other one in there. Jorge, he was up for human trafficking. I don't know how he's got on. I'll have to look him up on Facebook to see how his trial went. <laughs> uh, we got Big Clive. Big Clive, he was must have been pushing 18 stone. Slept the whole time. Like, the whole time. Got up to have his meal and have a massive pony in front of us on the toilet. And a massive <laughs> shit. And it's at my... So, you all got his three bunk beds and a toilet. And like, I'm lying there and he's curling one out right there. <laughs> and I'm giving it... Think it can get worse now. I'm at the bottom. <laughs> I'm at the bottom. I'm a positive guy. The only way is up because Clive is stinking. Absolutely <laughs> stinking. And I'm just kidding. So, yeah, that. And then the, the other white geezer that was me, he looked like the caretaker out of Mean Machine again, like old geezer, he's like bald battered a ponytail, and he's been in prison all his life. He's like 65, and he looked 80. He was like, So I'm thinking, right, just give me something. So anyway, we're in our cell and there's a TV on the window. It's a bit further than that. It's like if I put my iPhone up there, that's how big it is. But they get one film a day. So one film a day. And they're all waiting for it. It's like it's like a big deal. So I'm like, okay, let's have a little butcher, see what's on. Can't have sex, violence, or drugs in there. 
So the film they put on is Harry Potter. Number one. <laughs> right? So my first thought is disappointed because I've seen it a number of times with the kids, right? So I'm like, oh, it's killed it. Then I get, yo, yo, London, it's your boy Harry. It's your boy Harry. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's in England. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Harry's a bitch. I'm going to fuck Harry up. <laughs> What, mate? Yeah, I'm going to fuck you and your boy, Harry. One, mate, he's not my mate. <laughs> and two, Harry Potter ain't real. So, like, go wild on him. So, go wild on him. If Daniel Ratcliffe ever turns up there, he's banging trouble. <laughs> what they were going to do to Daniel Ratcliffe. So, yeah, so I just thought, that could only be my luck, that is. That could only be my luck. But luckily... So, can, yeah. they, what, can they just, like, phone the court up, uh, your brother phone the court up and pay the bail? He had to phone, get... I don't know, do you know what? I'm still not on. I think he phoned up the prison who gave him bail bonds numbers and then they arranged it that way and I got out. And then you're out immediately. So is that dog then? Dog the bounty hunter, is he one of them? Yeah, yeah he's dog the bounty hunter. But, but, but I didn't... So I didn't know it was in the press. So, so, so I didn't know it was in the press. I didn't know it was in the press. So like when I get out... Because oh, cause you want to phone numbers and I could pay... It. I wanted to pay the bail myself but you can only pay it in cash. So bail bonds, it was like 1500 to pay it, but you can only pay it in cash, and that's the cash that you come in with. And I'm like, well, if I bail, if I get arrested and I've got 1500 quid in cash, I deserve to be arrested, because who does that anymore? So it was all strange, but I got out. So then I get, if you want your phone back to call, your, like get a number to call, it takes a week to get. So you're there. And it's the whole system. There's people in there, their bail is only 350 quid, but they can't afford it, so they stay in there to the court date. So like I'm here, I'm thinking, oh, how can I get out? But luckily, like my family come through and the Daily Mirror, how bad it was, but it helped me out. I come out and my phone just blows up. So now I'm thinking, something's happened here. It must, it must have got in the press. So messages are for everyone. But you know when you get loads of messages, the only message that showed on the screen was from my ex-wife. And I'm thinking, ah. Oh. So the first message was, how am I going to get my monthly money if you're banged up for 15 years, you idiot? Nice, that's nice. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. I don't care what they say, I know you're guilty. Right, lovely. So I, te <laughs> <laughs> I text back, thank for your love and support. <laughs> Always thinking of your love, Mark. And I just thought, just give me a break. I've had a bad day. I've had a bad time. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't know about you, but I was just sat with my mouth open. There. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, mean, I watch a lot of American like, yeah. crime no, stuff. No, I, I can't, you can't so, make it up. That, imagine if I was in there longer, but that was like in 30-odd hours of prison. Like, just, and, all, and then I come out, and then they, managed, they got all the CCTV and let me fly them two so days later. So just quash them? Well, because, yeah, been thrown out. But do you still lose your, no. your bail? Yeah, you lose your bail money, yeah. Right. And because it got in the press, I had to squash it early, so I had to get a solicitor, which is, it's, uh, overall, it's cost me over 50 grand. Yeah, but were you worried about your, obviously, the job? Oh, my, I thought you bought my bum, yeah. I was a little bit worried about my bum. Put the bar the job, Put the job. I don't want no fucking doing up there. But, uh, when was, you come out, were you thinking... Yeah, but of course, because... Well, if you look at the... If it was reported, and you just read it, it wouldn't be bad. But they've put, got the guilty-looking mugshot with it, where yeah, yeah, well, it don't matter what's being said there. You're looking at it thinking, guilty. And it's the, 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 they've put that in the press, 
of as I mean, who put it? Do you say the Daily Mirror? Yeah, the Mirror got in. I think it was they have they have younger reporters working on the internet, and I don't know if it's an algorithm so, that. Have they put up. anything out since to say? No, I've done a I've done an interview with it and all that, but I just can't. You got to go to court if you're going to sue them, and yeah. technically they can get around it because they put allegedly yeah. they do, and I did get. I think, so. I think I think it's different. You don't even get charged. You get sort of arrested before you get charged with it. Like in England, you would get taken down to a police station. They would in investigate. You got twelve hours to charge someone. So mm. then it will be cleared up. But yeah, it, it's a life experience. It goes yeah. in the book if I ever want to write. <laughs> <laughs> the thing the is, as soon as you put as soon as you put Mark Bertram in the yeah. internet, that's probably the first thing that comes oh, yeah. up, isn't it? How did the pirate go? I don't know, my mate Mitch. I've mm. I gave him my sheets and all that when I got yeah. out. So, you know, <laughs> so they could make a curtain for Big Clive. Yeah. And it was. <laughs> so C Clive ain't curling one in Nostrum <laughs> level. So they did. So he's asked it. So, but it's, it's just like, just straight some a bloke you've never met that does all that. I reckon that story's worth 15 grand, mate. Yeah, I know, yeah. Well, worth the bail. It's worth it. <laughs> and again, I look back at it, and could you? I would have done the same again if he was in that situation, which we probably all would, because when someone's threatening your life, you've got to do something. It's only like stuff's happened to me before when I've not reacted first, and then I react afterwards. But you still get left with something else, don't you? So it does sound like it was unstable. If only they're not. Uh, if only they're not fell in the bush. I know. Yeah. yeah no, exactly. Yeah. No. <laughs> I know. I mean, I know it's cost what you fifteen grand, but. It's, oh, it's, it's a great story. It's in the my top three stories. <laughs> <laughs> Comfortably. Easy. Yeah. And, do, and do you know what? It was... I, I, I laugh at it now because it was me and I knew I was totally innocent. But with my family, it was it was bad because they've had to read it. And they don't care. you still got that 1%. What could have happened? They thought, I've got a bird pregnant and we've had a fight. Mm. And, mm -hmm. yeah. and they're, they're thinking everything. So, And then my kids have read it. So my kids, are the, my boy's 17 got girls 13 and 10 so they've read that their dad's going to do 15 years in prison mm. which well, it took a couple of days for me to get out and speak to them so for that for that time yeah. they're just thinking their dad's going away in prison so it really affected like my mum and dad were all like my family were really close it really affected them so when I come back I was thinking oh, do I really want to leave them again now but because I've been back such a long time it's all all calmed down and it's like back to normal now it's, well, it's honestly recent, like, isn't it now, was it Five yeah well months? it was the uh, I think it was like May 26th, 27th it happened. So fresh, fresh out the clink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, lads. Yeah, on that Bob show. On that Bob show. I think we might even end the podcast full stop. We're done. Oh, well, cheers, mate. Yeah, thank yeah, you very no, much. Pleasure, lads. Lads. Brilliant. All the best with everything in the Bahamas. Doing a great job of it, the podcast. It's getting around the community. I'm having a look at grandma and granddad's... Get out there, mate. Get out there. Yeah, I'll have a game for Bahamas. No bother. No problem at all. I'll have to play it next. By the way, don't shoot the messenger here, but Tony said it. Ask him about his signature on his chest. Is that bonus? Yeah, well, goes back to all my toes. So, like, I've got quite big... But when I first had one, well, I got a phobia about needles. So again, not great to have tattoos. With, but <laughs> my brother got one, and he got a QPR one. So then I thought, I can't get a QPR one. I was going to get some sort of shark on my chest. And then he ended up doing two lines. I'm like, oh, no, I, I can't have this. And he's like, you can't get walk out here with just them two lines. So he's like, well, what do you mean? He went, have you got, like, I can do a Chinese symbol? I went, no, 
everyone's got them and he's like then I can do uh, have you do you want someone's name on you I went no and they went oh go on then what about your name I was like I go on then do my name so when you write your name down you do it as a signature do you don't do it like my name so I, like, I wrote it down he put it on me and he went done out you go so I'm thinking so I had that on me for ages because I wouldn't go back then I went back and I went to get a shark on my arm I've <laughs> <laughs> done, done a bit of an outline I've, I've, I'm nearly past now gone I'm not having that and then <laughs> but then uh, I got they got the lion tattoo when they say about the mule tattoo because my boy was like really all the time and so I got the tattoo lion for him that was his favourite animal my wife at the time got an angel because it was like touch and go with but I scored the next game and then I got the lion out so it turned out like it's the mill lion then so I'd never, I never I never spoke about the story at the time and then so that but managed to cover all them up so that, that's right but then when I played Millwall the first game I swear to God after 10 minutes in the game they sang the song he's got a lion on his arm he's got a lion on his arm he's got a lion on his arm and he's got birth shit on his head <laughs> and they sung it after, after the first 10 minutes they sung it all the way through <laughs> half time all the way to full time and then I was trying to say lads that's half them being nice like, so even after the game we drew one I clapped them and all that and I said in the press yeah it was nice I, I really appreciate it well on the return fixture what they called me Oh, at the den. Oh, I got absolutely finished. <laughs> they wanted my kids to die of cancer. They wanted this and that. And then it's like straight after the game, oh, yeah, clap, yeah. But that's just the way it is, like, strange. So, yeah, that, that was that title. But I did have my signature on my chest for a while and then that one before I covered it all up. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't even like I don't even like toes. <laughs> just following my brother. This is a wider bother. I mean, he helped me out in tampering Nick, so I was alright. Yeah. I was tattooed up. <laughs> so so that there, I, I looked alright. Especially I was, get a, with I, was, Pete. I was trying to get a pen to do a tear, a couple of teardrops. So I think no, not, don't mess with him. So I worked out what best. Yeah. <laughs> Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.